I'm so glad to be with you again this morning at First Baptist, a Sunday I think I will always remember as the day a bear almost came to church. <laughs> we arrived in the parking lot at about the same time. And I'm sorry he missed the music. I am so <laughs> grateful for the music, for the invitation to your pastor, Mac, on his sabbatical, and to the welcome I've received from the staff Clark and Leah and Casey and Amy and Karen and David and Tate. And this morning I'm feeling particularly indebted to Tommy because the last two Sundays he has met me, guided me through the steps, answered every question, and been so gracious. I am grateful to have new colleagues in ministry, and I know you know this, but you have a remarkable staff. People give you so much advice when you graduate from high school about practically everything. I remember some that I got. How to plan out your college courses. How to survive once you're in them. How to find the best places on campus to study and then to actually study. How to turn in a good project for your instructor how to ask for an extension, how to keep faith when everything you know is being challenged, how to pray when God goes radio silent, how to trust that if the pieces aren't fitting together, it doesn't mean they never will, how to keep looking for Jesus even when he's hard to see in the crowd, so much good advice. And a lot that was given to me, I still carry with me. But I wish someone had told me about climbing trees. In life, in the church, you have to learn how. When the crowd is thick and your view is blocked and you can't perceive a thing over the heads around you, You've got to change your position. Find another angle and figure out how to get there. Learn to climb trees. And if you take Zacchaeus, you have the best tree climber in scripture. Now, I don't know if Zacchaeus was a regular tree climber or especially good at it, agile and nimble and all geared up with his own spurs and lanyards. The text doesn't tell us. It just says, Jesus was coming, the streets were mobbed, Zacchaeus was short and didn't want to miss out, so he climbed a tree, maybe for the first time since he was 12. How well or how gracefully he climbed doesn't seem to be the point. How short he was doesn't even seem to be the point. When the tall guys are in the front row, everyone sitting behind them and trying to see over them is short. Height is relative, also metaphorical. For Zacchaeus, this tree climbing venture was a problem solving maneuver, clear and simple, improv, yes and. 
Jesus was passing through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem, and Zacchaeus had to see him. He had to, even if the crowd wouldn't let him through, which it didn't. So he ran ahead, found a sycamore tree that was along the parade route, climbed up into it, which takes some doing. And from that leafy perch, waited for Jesus to pass by. It was not the most dignified of solutions, but it worked. Now he had a view. An awkward one, but he did. He might have hoped no one would notice him up there, all out of breath and sweaty face with his knees hanging out and his arms scratched up and his clothes askew and awry. The view from the ground of a man in a tree straddling a limb and holding on for all he's worth isn't the most flattering of angles. It's comical at best, humiliating at worst, and a person could be forgiven for wishing to remain private in such a moment. And maybe no one did spot Zacchaeus, the tax collector up there in the sycamore tree. Or maybe they did and laughed and pointed until the whole crowd caught on and joined in the mirth. One episode of tree climbing turned into a public spectacle. Jericho's least favorite son and lackey of Romans treed. Jesus didn't laugh though. He peered up through the branches at the man peering down at him and told Zacchaeus to come down. Besides, Jesus added cheerfully, you've got dinner plans, Zacchaeus. I'm coming to your house, and salvation is too. You know how the story ends. How Zacchaeus had a change of heart that day, which he needed. He promised to amend his life and repay his neighbors for all he had defrauded them, which was considerable. And we could rejoice about that and call it a sermon. But it's mid-June and the start of summer, so I'm not rushing to endings yet. I'm thinking about midpoints. All the stories around us that aren't nearly finished after this difficult, difficult season. The ones where we're praying for a change of health or heart or scene or luck or prospects or for just Jesus to just show up in Asheville sometime, preferably in plain view. Halfway through his story, Zacchaeus was up a tree. And maybe that's where we need to be. Or maybe that's where we need to be willing to go. As people of faith, we spend our lives trying to see Jesus in the Bible, in the world, in the people we love and the ones we serve and work alongside. We are Zacchaeus in that sense. We share his verb and we have to work for it because Jesus is always on the move, passing through Jericho and the towns where we live and the texts that we read in scripture. We know he's there moving between the lines 
And each week in worship, we try to see him in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John and the book of Acts and the letters of Paul and Genesis, Exodus, Isaiah, Psalms. Every Bible passage we open, hoping for a word from the Lord. We are trying to see Jesus, to pick him out in the crowd. And it's not just the Bible. We're trying to see him in each other, too in our relationships, and hard conversations, and these mind-boggling times we are living in, when every morning seems to blast open another misconception you wish you could have kept. Where two or three are gathered, he's supposed to be in the midst of them. But in the church, you've usually got a crowd. And even one or two standing in front of you, tall, of course, and we're sharing Zacchaeus' verb, all of us trying to see Jesus in one another, the image of God after a painful encounter, a frustrating church meeting, the sixth microaggression of the day, trying to catch one glimpse of Christ from where we stand. And we're too short, all of us, metaphorically and absolutely. We can't see over the heads of the ones around us or past the cultures that formed us or through the systems that bind us or even the radio silence. We're trying to see Jesus and we're too short, every one of us, and it's enough to make you want to sit down on the curb and cry. And some days that's what we do, we just leave it there. The day ended badly. The meeting broke up, we all went home mad, the conversation faltered, I couldn't find the words I tried and I couldn't get through. But there are other days. We remember that maybe it isn't the people standing in front of us or the barriers between us. Maybe it's where we're standing and if we stood somewhere else, the angle of vision might be different. We remember Zacchaeus, determined, resourceful, and resigned to foolishness, if that's what it took. And then we can take his next sequence of verbs. He ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he knew Jesus was passing that way. Zacchaeus is a person I want to walk with in these days and in this summer. To inspire me not to give up but to improvise, not to despair that the view can be blocked, but to find another vantage point, not to mind how many trees there are to climb and how gnarly and unwieldy they may be, but to huff and puff away up there in spite of my scraped limbs and egos. If Jesus were easy to see, in our Bibles, our lives, one another, none of this tree climbing would be necessary, but he's always passing through, and there's always a crowd, and human beings are small, too small to see God's glory sometimes. But Zacchaeus is bold. There isn't anywhere he won't look. There isn't anything he won't climb. There isn't any outrageous posture he won't take if he has to, to see Jesus. 
And if we don't approach every Bible passage and every conversation and encounter with that sort of boldness, we're missing the gift his spirit has to offer us. And we'll also miss what follows. Jesus looks up, calls us down from the tree, and then he comes over for dinner. Foolishness doesn't go unnoticed. Jesus stops and addresses us, invites himself into our homes and unfinished conversations to sit down and break bread and shed light on what we might have overlooked, on what we most certainly have overlooked. He brings salvation to the house, this house. He brings a word from the Lord. He looks up and he sees us in the sycamore tree, the lengths we're willing to go to see the Christ passing through. Zacchaeus has some public accounting to do after he climbs down from the tree. And we will too sometimes. But what is this moment if not a time to do public accounting? And what is the church if not a place to practice? And what is summer if not a chance to climb a lot of trees? Let's get really good at it.